Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If I'm not mistaken, we have really arrived. We've really made it here to the NBA postseason. We got the play-in game starting tomorrow and two more after that, and then they got to finish off again, and then we're into all of our first-round series. I've been saying this online. I'll say it here to open the show on Screaming from the Sidelines, which is that I don't know the last time I was this excited to watch so many first-round series in the NBA playoffs. I think it's going to be great. I think we got a lot to discuss. I am really excited. Today, we're going to go back to the betting side of things a little bit because we've kind of strayed away from that. We're very heavy on March Madness. And then on top of that, the end of the regular season was really weird with some teams not trying because they were already set in their postseason seed. Other teams like the Dallas Mavericks not trying because they want to keep a top 10 pick. Regardless of all that, now we're back into postseason basketball, and this is where it's going to be fun to get into some betting. This will really be the first time that I will be wagering money on any kind of postseason games. This was the first full season I did for the NBA. We had a little bit of WNBA, which is having their draft going on right now. So congratulations to all of those girls. Before we get into the four play-in games between the seven and ten seeds, seven through ten seeds, rather, in the East and the West. I just want to take this moment as always to thank you for listening. And if you are so kind to leave a review and rate, subscribe, share any of that stuff, I promise it takes about five seconds and it's going to go a long way in the growth of this show and future content coming here on Believe. So any and everything you can do is appreciated and I will stop pestering you right now. Let's get into it. So Playoff basketball. I mean, playoffs are different than the regular season. We know that. So when it comes to trends, especially in the betting area, we cannot use that as a crutch. My personal approach for this postseason and the advice that I will pass along to those who are watching and listening to this show is to start with some small bets, track your plays, take the information as it comes, and then let's get down to business and try to work toward making a larger profit. Let's begin by discussing the 7-8 matchup in the Eastern Conference. It's two teams that have reached the conference finals in pretty recent playoffs, but now they've fallen off a little bit here in this regular season with lots of ups and downs and inconsistencies. I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks who are going to go to Miami and play the Heat. Right now, the Heat are favored by 4.5, and in fact... I'll just give you my screenshot of all the bet online odds right here. So, in fact, I'll uh, I'll even zoom myself out a little bit so you can get the better view. We're going to have all these odds. This was taken as of about an hour ago. The Lakers line has already shifted, and we'll get into that with the whole discussion. But you see right here we got the Heat at four-and-a-half-point favorites with the over-under being set at 227. So, Uh, Let's get into this game a little bit as I kind of even it up here on the screen. I don't need to spend a ton of time discussing this one because if you've been betting on NBA games this season, you know that the Hawks are right up there with the hardest teams to predict. They literally go through the cycle of win one, lose one, win one, lose one. And I guess by that logic, maybe they're not the hardest to predict, but the inconsistencies are 
all over the place for Atlanta. Trey Young is a great player. He also is not shooting the ball very efficiently. And look, the more I talk about this one, the more I'm going to overthink myself. So let's get into the material. In the regular season, the Heat won this series 3-1. to one. Bam Adebayo had a couple of 30-point games in there. And Jimmy Butler, his numbers were pretty damn impressive as well. In fact, um, see if I can go and pull those up right now. Just had him a moment ago. That's right. So he, in the three games he played with Atlanta this year, uh, he had 25 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and shot 63% overall against the Hawks. So uh, the two best players on the Heat have really excelled against this team. Atlanta scores a lower percentage of their points from three-point land than any other team in the league. That is a good sign for Miami, who has struggled to put together complete performances and blow out their opposition this year. But the Heat obviously have flaws too, and that's why they're sitting here at the number seven spot. Uh, They were tied for the worst record against the spread this year overall with the Dallas Mavericks, and they were second to the Mavs in their record against the spread at home. So it's really hard for me to take the heat here to win and cover the spread, but I'm actually leaning in that direction when I look at the matchup. I mentioned Bam and Jimmy, their success against this Atlanta team. And then there's also another wrinkle to be mindful of when we're looking at these 7-8 matchups, and that's that if the losing team is down and it doesn't look like they're equipped to mount a comeback late in the game, The starters are likely going to get pulled a little bit earlier than we'd expect in order to go and rest up for what will be an elimination game between the loser of the 7-8 and the winner of the 9-10. So right now I'm going to lean on the coaching of Eric Spolstra. I will take the Heat to win and cover because I think this is a favorable matchup for them, not because I think the Heat don't have their flaws. Quinn Snyder is a great coach. We know this. He has not had that much time in Atlanta, and as far as their record goes, it has been more or less the same as what it was with Nate McMillan. So if the Heat win this game and cover, well, win regardless, then they're going to go and face Boston in round one, which would be a rematch of the Eastern Conference Finals last year, and I think that would be such a fun series. As far as the over-under goes in this game, uh, the past trends – are really just taunting us here because the over is hit in Atlanta's last five games. The over has hit in Miami's last five games, as well as their previous five home games. But in Atlanta's last six games in Miami, in that building, the total has gone under and they were just one in five straight up. So I'm probably not going to bet either way on this one for the point total because I think my money is better wagered in other spots when I look at this game and the remaining three games. But if I were forced to choose, I would take the under due to the fact that eight of the last 10 matchups between Atlanta and Miami have gone under in the point total. And the average of all of that has been 217.8 points. So that's about nine to 10 points below what this over-under is set at. The best counter-argument I can provide is that Atlanta, when they're humming, they can be very good on offense because they are top 10 both in pace and in offensive efficiency 
although they are wildly inconsistent. So if Atlanta's having one of their good days and they want to try to be firing on all cylinders and get into that seven slot and get a couple extra days of rest, then maybe it's a day where this game could go over. But in that building, Miami is very good. Uh, They are very good defensively. Offense has been a little bit of a struggle, but the matchup for Bam and Jimmy on paper is a favorable one. So that's kind of where we're going to go. I'll zoom back in to the screen again, because now we're going to move to the second game tomorrow, which is the Minnesota Timberwolves at Los Angeles Lakers. And man, the Lakers started the season such a mess, but the Timberwolves ended the season such a mess. Jaden McDaniels broke his hand, punching the wall on his way to the locker room yesterday against the Pelicans. He will not be available. And Rudy Gobert, because of him punching his teammate Kyle Anderson during a timeout, he is also not going to be available because the team has suspended him. Not the league, but his own team has suspended him. So the Lakers this morning, when I first checked, they were seven-point favorites. That that has now gone to seven and a half. And normally, I've not been a fan of betting in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers when it comes to this year. Minnesota won this season series two to one, and I mentioned Gobert being suspended. I'm not saying this to be cruel or funny, but I don't know. I genuinely do not know how much of a blow to Minnesota this is. Yes, it hurts their interior defense, and it is going to make scoring in the paint easier for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But we've also seen teams rip apart Rudy Gobert teams in the playoffs by living on the perimeter. And the prime example of that is the 2021 Clippers in the playoffs who beat the top seeded Utah Jazz. Clippers lived by the perimeter, one of the best shooting teams in the league, and they had a massive monster comeback to win on their home floor and knock out the Utah Jazz in six. Gobert should have come out of the game earlier, and I'm not trying to be an NBA coach because I would be terrible at it but it was very clear that he was a defensive liability. Now against this Lakers team, that's not necessarily known for their shooting, even if that's an area they improved at the trade deadline. Yeah, probably not as big of an issue on paper, but I don't really know what the impact is going to be. And I don't think we're going to find out how much Rudy Gobert matters to this team or what he adds versus subtracts. Until we get a good look at this tomorrow, because the team made the decision to suspend him for not an elimination game, but certainly one you'd love to not lose either, as you're going to go on the road. So let's talk about the Lakers, because they have the second best record in the entire league since the All-Star break. Say what you want about them. I do find them annoying as a NorCal guy, but I'm rooting for them to win this game, if I'm being completely honest, because... I think Lakers versus Grizzlies would be a wildly entertaining series as a 2-7 matchup. And Vegas knows what they're doing on this spread because the Lakers' total margin of victory since the All-Star break is plus 115 over 23 games. And if you just take their wins, which is 16 wins, that's an average of 7.1. The spread was 7, now it's 7.5. So it's kind of right on the line of where people are comfortable And that is why they call it betting. And that is why there are spreads. I do believe the Los Angeles Lakers have no problem winning this game, especially with the way Minnesota faded in the fourth quarter of playoff games last year against Memphis. 
truthfully, I'm leaning on them to cover the spread, even though seven and a half is a high number for a playoff game. But Jaden McDaniels broke his hand by punching the wall, and he's someone who was probably going to spend time defending LeBron James, a really nice role player that does a lot of important things, even if he's not putting together a highlight reel night in and night out. And look, as much as I don't want to admit it, the Lakers are a lot better than they were two months ago. They have the fifth best net rating in the league since the trade deadline. And if Anthony Davis is himself out there, they will also have the two best players in this game. Even if it's close, LeBron will score at his own will down the final stretch because we've seen him do it a million times, especially in the postseason. I do have so much respect for Anthony Edwards, and I want to make that very clear. Anthony Edwards is awesome and has covered up so much of what is wrong with this team. I believe he will not be in a Timberwolves jersey come two years, maybe even one. But the Lakers have rounded into form and the T-Wolves are falling apart. And that's just the facts, regardless of where your heart is at. So my gut is that the shift in the line is a little discouraging for a Lakers bet. And I'm going to go against the grain and stand my ground. I will take the two favorites as the seven seeds in Miami and Los Angeles. I also think they are both capable of covering the spread, especially when you account for the wrinkle I added with teams maybe resting up for what will be an elimination game. If, in fact, the Heat and the Lakers have nice fourth quarter leads. I also like the under at 231 total as well. I liked it at face value and I still like it after doing some research on it. A lot of Laker games recently have gone over on the point total, but you also have to understand that it's hard when you're trying to make that top six seed and get that push right now. The Lakers don't have to look at the big picture. They get a day off. They don't have to travel and they get to focus on one game, one opponent who is up in shambles right now. On top of that, the under has hit in six of the last seven times these teams have faced off. And I do think the total got inflated by the absence of Rudy Gobert. So we will find out how much he means to the team. The Lakers might have no problem scoring on the interior. But overall, this seems like a team I trust much more than a Minnesota team. Stars favor L.A., even though I love Anthony Edwards and it's good to see Carl Anthony Towns back there. But the Lakers, they have found a lot more of an identity since the trade deadline. And even if seven and a half is a lot, I would still lean toward taking that. I don't know. It's just my gut. And that's what we're going to go for. The next day, we have our 9-10 games. And the first one of those being the Chicago Bulls at the Toronto Raptors zoomed it back out for you with betonline.ag. Great time to go and start cashing some playoff bets because you get a nice hefty welcome bonus and some free play money. So you can go into this journey with very little actual cost. It's a great time. And then the best part is if you end up referring a friend, you get loads of free play money too. betonline.ag is the place to cash in on your NBA playoff betting. Chicago, the 10. At Toronto, the 9. Raptors, favored by 5.5 points. 
And the over-under total is at 214 and a half, the lowest we will see in any of the four play-in games. Now, this one's kind of interesting. And I actually picked Toronto to make the playoffs overall. I think they can win two games. Now, if the Hawks end up beating the Heat, maybe I'll reassess that one. But if the Heat get it done, even though the Hawks love to win one, lose one, I think they might lose two. Because I actually like what I've seen out of this Raptors team. They do not have a very high ceiling. But they have a pretty high floor for a team that doesn't get a lot of national attention or nationally televised games or have raging all-stars. I mean, they have Pascal Siakam. For the most part, they have a group of very solid players and very capable NBA players. Nick Nurse has won a championship, and this core still has gone through the gauntlet, even if they are missing Kawhi Leonard, who was the clear leader during that stretch. So, here's the deal. Toronto won the regular season series 2-1. to one. The highest point total was 217 in those three games. This is the first time that the Bulls and Raptors have faced each other in the postseason, and it's the return of DeMar DeRozan to his longtime home in Canada. Home court advantage is massive for the Raptors here. They were 27 and 14 at home this year, and their average scoring margin was plus 4.4. So I really do like the Raptors here. I think the Bulls, they're just, I mean, I say this about so many teams, but they are wildly inconsistent, especially on the betting front too. Against the spread on the road this year, they are 18, 20, and 2. And even though they are scoring a lot over their last 10 games or so, the over has hit in seven of their last nine. I think the home team in Toronto is going to dictate the style of this game. And I really see us having one of those race to 100 kind of affairs. I think Toronto does win this game, but I'm more inclined to take them on the money line as part of a parlay package as opposed to covering the five and a half point spread. It is an elimination game, so neither side has anything to lose. And when you look at low-scoring battles, like I expect this one to be, finding separation on the scoreboard is hard, especially when you want to close out a game. So I feel good about taking the under for the reasons I stated moments ago. I think Toronto controls this game with its chemistry and its cohesive defense. But I got a final note for you Bulls supporters, and that is that they do have better offensive weapons than Toronto. DeMar DeRozan was right behind De'Aaron Fox in clutch scoring, and he might be feeling some extra ice in his veins if he's back in Toronto. Zach Levine was pretty close to the top of the leaderboard in fourth quarter points this year, albeit. Some of those garbage time. But yeah, guess what? Everyone's judged on the same scale in that category. And Levine has done his work in the final 12 minutes. So I like Toronto to win. I think it would be really fun if they got into the playoffs and ended up facing Milwaukee. Because I think we'd get some good basketball, even if Milwaukee should have no problem winning the series in the end. But five and a half points... That might be a little steep. I know Toronto is good at home, but I feel much more comfortable with the money line. Last game we're going to go to is another 10 versus nine. And it's the Oklahoma city thunder 
against the New Orleans Pelicans. They're headed to the Smoothie King Arena, Smoothie King Center. I, I just remember the Smoothie King because it's awesome. Pelicans, also five and a half point favorites. This time the over-under is 228 and a half. And I'll get that enlarged for you right now to get another look at it. Again, these odds coming from betonline.ag, captured about an hour ago. Okay, so a 10 seed has never won in the NBA play-in tournament, which is relatively new. But this maybe could be the one. And I've been picking favorites, which I understand is super boring of me. But I kind of like a Thunder covering the spread in this one. Although my preferred bet here would be the over. Now let's get into all of it. In the regular season, New Orleans took the series 3-1. to one, But Shea Gilgis-Alexander averaged 33.5 points in those four contests. Another fun fact about SGA... He has the third most free throws taken in the league this year, along with the third most free throw attempts per game, which is around 10.9. So about 11 free throw attempts per game. That's a good 10 points you can count on coming from Oklahoma City's star. He trails only Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid, which makes sense as to why those two would be heading to the line so frequently. So for all guards, He is above Steph Curry. He is above Kyrie Irving. He is above James Harden. He is above Luka Doncic and many other talented guards. Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets to the free throw line. And the Thunder are just wildly fascinating because when I did my over-under win special heading into the season with Andy Quash, I really liked the Thunder because they were at 22 and a half, which was about the lowest in the league. And I'm thinking... This team's better than that. They, they can win more games, even if, you know, maybe Chet Holmgren is not going to play this season. They're doing this all without their number two overall pick, even playing this year. I didn't think Shea Gildas-Alexander would rise into this level of stardom, but this team isn't so bad. And they have found their way into the play-in tournament and wildly exceeded some expectations. And their average age on this team is 22.8 years. So if I suited up for the Oklahoma City Thunder right now, I would bring up the age average, which is wild to think about. And youth in the playoffs is something to be concerned about. It is fair when you're going against Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum, players who went through this last year and got out of the play-in as a nine seed, mind you. They took the top-seeded Phoenix Suns to six games. So I'm not trying to overlook the experience of the Pelicans. But there's just something off right now. And the Thunder, they have the best third-quarter scoring margin in the NBA. So they're great coming out of the half. And the Pelicans, they did do well without Zion and even Brandon Ingram for a while. But you can only hold on for so long without your identity pieces. And I talked with Rel Myers, one of the hosts of Pels and Whistles, another awesome show on Believe that, yes, I do listen to regularly, so I'm not just trying to plug my friends. It is a good show if you have any interest in the New Orleans Pelicans and the Smoothie King. But I talked to her and she said, once momentum shifts against this team, 
you can kind of assume the worst. So, yeah, the Pelicans have their experience, but we don't know the status of Zion Williamson. And it's not even just a this season thing. Like, we're getting worried about the long-term impacts of his career because he was an all-star starter, for crying out loud. He's a great player when he plays. But if he doesn't have availability, that's kind of a big problem. And we don't know what the future of New Orleans will be because they were like a two seed in the West at one point. They were right up there with Denver. And then they had their slides. And then they had peaks and valleys for the rest of the way. So I don't know. I know that the Thunder have been missing one of their players all season. But there's so much more put together. And here's the other point that I would like to add to this. Along with taking the Thunder at plus five and a half. As well as the over. OKC has their flaws as any 10 seed will. But they can score no problem. Shea Gilgis-Alexander went from averaging 18 points over his career to 31 in one offseason. Dude is special. And the Thunder have had a chance to rest mentally. They have known that they clinched a play-in tournament spot for a few days. While New Orleans has had pretty much a month straight of every game holding massive implications. All at the same time, not really knowing if their best player can return this season. I mean, we don't know what they know internally, but we haven't seen them. And at least publicly speaking, it hasn't been out there. Jose Alvarado's not out there for his energy. It just doesn't feel like the year for New Orleans. And maybe they win this game. Heck, maybe they win two games. But the Thunder, to make this a game on the road where they have covered the spread well, third best team against the spread this year and a winning record against the spread on the road. So it's not completely unfamiliar territory, even if you got a bunch of 22 year olds heading into the playoffs. So I like the thunder to cover and I like the over. So if we're going through my bets one more time, uh, I feel most confident about Miami to cover the spread at four and a half. I think the Lakers game goes under. I think they cover as well. I think the Raptors win. I'm a little iffy on the spread, and I like the under. And then for the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think they cover, and it goes over. But again, this season had so much surprises for us, so many surprises. And now we get to go into the postseason where we don't exactly know what's coming or what to expect. And uh, I think it's going to be great. First-round series – We haven't had many like this in a long time. I mean, two seven matchups are getting really, really debate heavy. If you look at possibly a Grizzlies Lakers, a Celtics heat. So we're going to have so much more to talk about. I got a guest hopefully coming on in a few days. So fingers crossed for that one. And I'm not going to blabber on any longer. Uh, One more time. If you could please like rate, share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It would be incredibly appreciated by me and my entire team of believe i love doing the show i've been putting out more episodes because of you guys and getting a lot of good engagement and even my own section of hate comments online so uh, that'll wrap it up hopefully we got a great interview coming with a brand new playoff team affiliate in the next couple of days so cash in your bets we're back to betting and keep screaming man don't stop 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.